You're listening to the number one podcast for nonprofit leaders, getting your nonprofit fully funded. This is the Fundraising Masterminds Podcast. Well, welcome back to the Fundraising Masterminds Podcast, where we discuss practical biblical principles of all things nonprofits. And today, we're going to be talking about fundraising versus friendraising. But before we get into the topic, I would really highly suggest that if you are a nonprofit leader, please smash that subscribe button on YouTube and subscribe on our podcast channels on Spotify and Apple Music. We've also got some email lists and all kinds of great stuff that we're doing. Uh, So check us out in the description and learn more about us. Today, we're going to be getting into the very important topic of fundraising, but we're actually going to take a different spin because most nonprofits think of fundraising as uh, events. They think of fundraising as car washes. What do you think of fundraising? Selling cookies, going door to door? Well, this is clearly a controversial subject because so many nonprofit organizations, Jason, are focused in on fundraising. And Mm. it is my belief that they are looking very short-sightedly when they look for fundraising. Now, you may think, well, what what does Jim mean? Why I, you know I I do fundraising. What's what's the matter with that? Doesn't every nonprofit organization? Well, every nonprofit has to do fundraising. Has to do I fundraising. Mean, it's a nonprofit, right? Well, first let's just discuss the basics. Like, what is fundraising at its fundamental core? Yeah, well, fundraising is really defined in developing the resources, getting the resources necessary to fund your organization. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's the bottom line, getting uh, getting what it takes for you to cover the cost of your budget for a project, for a program, and it generally happens through gifts or donations from individuals or churches or corporations. That's typically mm-hmm. government what grants. We think. Government grants. All those are considered ways of right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are so. considered ways of fundraising. Getting now there money are people in the, door. in the nonprofit space that this is their full time job. Oh, right? You might be listening, and you might be considered a full time fundraiser or a full time development director. Right, and your job is to essentially bring in the resources. Bring in the resources. You You have a strategy, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, some nonprofits, their whole strategy is just grants, right? Right. Getting uh, getting foundations and Mm -hmm. grants, and others focus on certain kinds of events. Uh, Jim, in your thirty-eight years of experience working with nonprofits, just give me a a wide gamut of what you see nonprofits do to try to raise the capital for their mission? Well, I, you know, it could be anything from direct mail to phone calls to calling or visiting a major donor. Uh, like you said, it could be foundation grants. It could be working with corporations. It could be getting sponsorship. It could be something as simple as doing a car wash or going door to door selling cookies or candy mm-hmm. uh, or Girl having scouts, a walkathon, jogathon. It could include uh, cards where you get a discount at local restaurants who are donating their their time or their efforts mm-hmm. to, to that nonprofit organization. So it is a wide variety. Um, you'd mentioned something about some organizations just focus in on foundations and that happens, but it's like investing. It really 
really is. We should never just put all of our money into one particular sector mm-hmm. or segment of the market. You ought to diversify your portfolio. So I'm a big fan of diversifying my development efforts. I don't put any more than 33% of my efforts and, and time into any one area. If you've got a particular area of focus of income, you really shouldn't get more than 33% of your income from any one area. Because mm-hmm. what happens is you're becoming way too vulnerable. So if you get 50 or 75% of your money from a dinner or from direct mail or from major donors, you're becoming very vulnerable because you're putting all of your eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. And of course, as we saw during the pandemic, there was a number of nonprofit organizations that really struggled because they got a lot of their budget from their dinner. And of course, we all know March of 2020 what happened so many organizations were not able to do dinners or they did virtual events that raised a portion of what the income was so in the area of fundraising events I mean there's all kinds of fundraising events right you can do uh, golf outings you can do ticketed events such as um, you know concerts you can do chili cook-offs I mean it's like auctions, the endless auctions yeah, right, right so right. my question is if I'm a nonprofit leader and I have the daunting task of raising uh, the budget every year right whether it's 300,000 or 500,000 or a million some nonprofits uh, have a whole team of people right. dedicated towards raising funds every year, right? And um, sometimes we get focused in on certain things or maybe we have traditions that we do. Right. Tell me the difference between um, what friend raising is and fundraising because I think there is a there is a fundamental paradigm shift right. in just the mindset, right? right? So well this is where we move into the controversial portion of our broadcast. Okay. We, <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, I'm be- ready. Yeah, because I'll tell you, I may step on some toes at this point. If you're ready for your toes to be steps, you know. Uh, continue listening. Continue if listening, not, but if not, turn, turn off now. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. No, actually, you, now you mentioned something, Jason, about yeah. here are some things that you can do. Okay. And you listed everything from a-thons to auctions. Right. The question is, should you be doing those things? Okay. That is really the bigger question. Hmm. And there are a lot of organizations that are doing efforts to raise money that they shouldn't be doing. And here's what Mm -hmm. I mean by that. Okay. If your goal is not to develop friends, then I think you really need to look at why your development efforts exist at all. You really need to be looking at... Are you trying to focus in on getting money from people, getting in their pocketbook? Are those people only important because Hmm. of their dollars? An ATM, Jason, an ATM is not important to most people. In fact, we walk by ATMs all the time and ignore them. We Mm -hmm. don't even know they're there until we need money. And when we need money, then an ATM is very important. We get our money and we walk away. And once again, ATMs are not important to us. 
our partners are treated like that. Our donors are treated like that way too often. Oh boy. They are only important to us when we need money. Right. And there's a big difference in what I call transactional relationships and transformational relationships. Mm -hmm. Transactional relationships are those business things where you just care about someone's money. They are a transaction. You ask them for money, they give you money, and that transaction is Mm -hmm. completed. Mm -hmm. That means that we are looking at the long-term ramifications. It really helps us when we look to the long term in relationships. Now, I equate this so often to dating. Yes, you may date someone and have one, two, three dates with the person and then move on to someone else. But if you really see some, you meet someone and you say, you know what, I'd like to get to know that person a little bit better. I'd like to court them and move towards the possibility of marrying them. That is a long-term relationship. We don't Mm -hmm. immediately have our first date and ask someone to marry them. And I can tell you Mm -hmm. 100% that if I asked my wife to marry me after the first date, I wouldn't be married today. It's just a fact. Very true. Yes. Yeah, and I'm sure with your wife as well. Yes. It just it took time. You had to court actually, the person. I actually did ask her to marry me after the first date. Didn't go. So and she well. turned you down. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we went through. Yeah. A, no, I didn't exactly do that, but I kind of. I kind of <laughs> thought about it. Maybe. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's what we do too often with our partners. We immediately get to meet someone. And we ask them for money. And there are certain rare circumstances, don't get me wrong, where we need to. It it took six months to get an appointment with the bank president. And you're in there. You got a one-time shot to do it. Go for it. Ask for money. But in most cases, you want to look at building a long-term relationship with with a person. So when you're talking about fundraising versus friend raising, right. uh, when you first started talking about this, my first question was, well, define, define what a friend is, yeah. you know, because when I think of friends, I think of, you know, hanging out, going to football games, mm-hmm. watching movies together, doing, you know, so when you, when you say we're trying to friend raise, yeah. if we're not asking for money, you know, we're not treating them like a like an ATM, yep. right? So then when I think of friends, I think of, you know, us buddy buddies hanging out on the couch watching movies and playing foosball and ping pong and going out and having a great time on the water or going mm-hmm. fishing. Right. Is, so is that what you're implying here, that, that we need to be hanging out with our donors and getting to know them and going fishing and doing life with them? Is that what you mean by friend raising? Well, you know, the answer to that question, as it is so often in development, is it depends. There may be some individuals who really want that, desire that, need that. But there's also individuals who care about you, they like you, but they don't necessarily want a long-term relationship with you. And that's okay. That's all right. That's not bad. You ought to at least test the waters to see if that's where they're at. And if they're not quite there, that's not that's not a problem. That's not, but how that's does that relate to raising funds right. in the mindset of yeah. a friendship? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you, one time uh, I mentioned to someone in our organization about the importance of friend raising. And their response to me was, I have enough friends. Well, that's one of the worst ways to look at our partners. We have got to always look at what motivates the individual to be with us. 
Too often, nonprofit organizations and leaders will go in feeling like it's all about me. It's all about the money. It's all about my needs, meeting my needs, meeting my budget, whatever it is. I believe you need to go into a relationship with someone thinking, how can I meet the needs of this partner? And what that means is that you've got to keep your mouth closed. You don't go in there, guns blaring and saying, you know, I've got this project and you need to give to it. You may need to just ask the question, what is it that makes you weep and pound the table? As a colleague of mine said one time, find out what's their interests. I believe that when someone comes to Christ, that God places a burden on their heart and We need to be about the business of finding out what that burden is and then looking for the intersection. I believe there is an intersection between their needs and desires and burdens and where our opportunities are. And we need to find where that intersection is, where their burden is and our needs and desires. We need to find those. So that's the kind of thing that you've got to do because you're going to have a long-term relationship with someone when you help them find a solution to that. And we want, we don't want donors. You know where donors come from? Donors are at the blood bank. Mm -hmm. That's where they're from. And we want partners. We, we want, want their individuals. Blood. Right. We, do. we don't want their money. We don't want their blood. Right. We, we want We're looking for relationships. We're looking we for, want long-term we're, relationships. Actually, we're looking for partners. We are looking for partners. Looking for um, people who are willing to jump in and help right. with the needs of the organization, right? Right. That's right. And uh, share the burden, yep. you know, so that it doesn't become my burden as a development director to try to do everything, but right. that we're trying to get a team of people around us that are passionate and excited about yeah. our mission and values. Yeah, and they're gonna uh, come alongside you and help you accomplish your mission and vision. But you have got to do your part by finding out what is it, what's that intersection uh, between their burden and your needs and opportunities. Right, so I've found that when people get involved, they get more excited about it. Absolutely. Um, actually, we have... I personally have 10 children and we homeschool them all. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've found that, you know, if you sit down with them and open up a textbook and just read to them and lecture them in a very traditional school type manner, right? you start to see their eyes glaze over and right. you start to see their, we could do that with a variety of subjects, you know, math, reading, uh, photography. I'll just take photography for an example, you know, we could study a camera, we could read about a camera, we could even watch videos about a camera. Right. But until the student or the child gets the camera in their hand, right. And they actually start playing with the knobs and the buttons and they go, Oh, you know, and then suddenly you see the light bulbs turn right. on and they're like engaged. Yes. Right. Now they yes. start clicking pictures yep. and they're suddenly interested in learning about what an right. F stop is right. and the aperture and the shutter speed and all that stuff. Right. Yep. So it's the same thing with a nonprofit it is. in the sense that if we go in as development directors and we're just lecturing them about our mission, vision, and values. And yep. it just becomes that Charlie Brown uh, teacher voice, you know, yes. wow, 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 yeah. wow. That's right, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. And their eyes glaze yeah. over yeah. and it's like, until they actually have a part, right? you know, until they can actually 
engage somehow with like, how can I contribute? Or if you go in and say, um, is this something that you could help us with, you know, and just kind of posing questions uh, and letting them come up with the solutions, Mm -hmm. right? Just as an example, um, some of you may know that I run a nonprofit in uh, Zambia called Reaching the Heart of Zambia. You can check that out at www.reachingtheheartofzambia.org. But anyways, uh, it is a great little nonprofit that we have going there. We run a school. There's a lot of people that know me as friends as I'm going through life. They kind of know me as the guy who does a lot of mission work in Africa. And so the topic of Africa comes up. You know, if I were to meet some person Uh, For the first time, I might be wearing a hat that says reaching the heart of Zambia, or I might be wearing a shirt or something. And so inevitably the topic comes up, right? And I'm always willing to talk about, you know, what we do, but I'm not necessarily always asking for money from every single person every single time. Every once in a while I meet different people and the topic comes up and they've, so they, they see me and they remember, you know, Zambia and well, it turned out that a few months ago, two separate family members came to me separately on their own. They took their own initiative and they said, you know, our son is graduating high school and, uh, we would really like to send him on a mission trip and we know that you go to Zambia often. Would you be willing to take my son on a mission trip to Zambia? Wow. And they came up with that on their own. I didn't have to ask them or anything. It was because we had built a relationship over a two year time period and, you know, just a natural conversation and meeting people. Yeah. And they had contributed a little here and there. Yeah. Um, but it's not like I was going to every single person and saying, yeah. you know, we're doing a mission trip this summer. And uh, if you would like to come, you know, sign up here. And, and what I thought was interesting was that it was their idea. Yeah. And because it was their idea. Yeah. They yeah. were actually more excited about it than I was because yeah. I hadn't yeah. even thought of the idea. Yeah. And I was like, oh, uh, well, uh, we're not even going to Zambia this yeah. year, but maybe we will. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And, we, and they would cover the cost, wouldn't they? What I just thought was really cool was that they just came up with it on their own. Right. But it was yeah. all through yeah. the relationship. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it was, yeah, all it was organic I, in a sense. Yeah. yeah, coming yeah, up yeah. To that. Well, I, I love that. I love that. And, and I actually, you know, what will happen is if they have a good experience in Zambia, their kids are going to come back. They can share with their parents how exciting it was, mm-hmm. and their parents are going to want to start giving. And that's how the normal well, progression it's the is. Impact. It is. It's it the, the impact. impact. Yeah, sure, that was right. made. And, oh, yeah. I've got countless stories. In fact, I do, uh, I do with our organization, I do what's called Global Leadership Forums. We bring business leaders over to foreign countries, and we, for the longest time, we brought individuals over to East Asia. Mm. And through years of connections, we had teachers who wanted business leaders to come in to their university, especially business classes, and they wanted their students to hear from a U.S. business leader. Mm. And we, they had they, those business leaders shared the keys to success in business. And of course, one of the keys that they happened to share was that they believed it was important to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Hmm. And as a result, they would go in and feel like they were making a difference. So they weren't just giving for someone to go on a trip. They actually went on the trip themselves, 
covered their expenses. And when they got out, they saw the impact that was being made by the local team there. Mm-hmm. And don't you know that those individuals were locked in to be partners, long-term partners with people. Hmm. So it is so important when you are developing relationships for people to feel like they're part of it. If if your ask says, will you give to help us do something? Hmm. That's the wrong thing to say. If you say, we need to achieve this or we need to accomplish this, Come join us. Help us together so that together we can accomplish this. That's where you're going to win big time. It's been said you want to try and, in a, in a sense, make your partners the hero of the story. Hmm. And, and they become the hero when they come alongside yeah. and help fund it. Oh, man, I love that. Mm-hmm. And that really is empowering Absolutely. You know, to the partner because they... Right. A lot of us can write a check, right? And we just feel like, uh, you know, we did our duty, right? But to actually feel like you made an impact with your yep. giving yep. is so much more valuable. Well, and it's so, so important for them to understand what's going to happen if they fund it. But it's also going to be important for them to understand what's going to happen if they don't fund the project. So they need to know that there's going to be, in a sense, consequences. We're going to have to let some staff go. There's some projects we're not going to be able to do. So they need to believe that they're going to be a significant contributor, and I don't just mean dollars, Mm. to the success of your project or program. Okay, so I understand the difference between the concept and the mindset between friend raising versus fundraising. Uh, But how does that play out in the context of an event? Are there certain events that tend to work better for this concept of fundraising? Well, absolutely, Jason. In fact, I believe one of the ideal ways, in fact, I believe probably the best combination other than sitting down with someone face to face, Mm. you can reach the most amount of people by doing a vision dinner. And that vision dinner needs to be focused in on fundraising and not on fundraising. Mm. So every opportunity in that evening, you need to thank people, you need to provide information and inspiration and you need to challenge those people, but all in the context of friend raising. So so when you're talking about a vision dinner, I'm thinking of, you know, usually with friends, you sit down with one or two people, you're having a conversation, right? Right. So when you talk about a vision dinner, you're not talking about sitting down with one or two people and and having a vision. What are, you, yeah. well, what are you envisioning here when you say a vision dinner event? Yeah, as important as that sitting down with one or two couples is, you also have an opportunity to sit down with 150, 200, 300, 500 oh, wow. of your closest friends okay. and share with them where you I don't have a big enough dining room for that. How do you I've got an answer for you. Okay. We've got some venues such as hotels, clubs, uh, convention centers where you can gather in a relaxed setting, eat dinner together, break bread together, and hear about all that God is doing through our organization and our mission, vision, and and where we're headed with that. Yeah. And what we've found, we've been doing this for actually about 40 years. Well, combined, 60 years. Combined, yes. So actually what we've discovered is that most people give more to vision, mission, and values than they do to uh, trinkets and cookies and, you know, whatever uh, thing you come up with, right? So the vision dinner, 
is a great opportunity to make a presentation, you know, where instead of getting together where you're um, selling tickets to yep. um, to buy silent auctions or or do raffles or do something that's more entertainment focused. Yeah. Uh, instead, we're gathering people together and we're strategically sharing the problem that the organization is solving uh, and what we're doing about it. Essentially, right. and we're sharing, you know, kind of mm -hmm. where we've been and yeah. where we're going. Yeah. And we're like pretty upfront with, you know, what is needed for the organization to accomplish these goals. We right. talk a lot about um, the three accelerators, right? Right. Of, um, maybe we could do a podcast about the three accelerators yeah. sometime in the for future. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but my point is, is that there is a specific way we can make a presentation that gets people really engaged and really excited about your organization to the point where they would uh, pull out their wallets in a heartbeat and write a thousand dollar check. Yeah. Uh, where normally, you know, if the same organization showed up with a box of cookies, you'd be getting a five dollar check from them. Right. Uh, and so that's the difference between um, cultivating those relationships. And we believe from an event context, the vision dinner is a perfect place to accomplish this goal. Yeah. And if this is something that you are interested in and this sounds intriguing to you, uh, I would encourage you to check out our website, fundraisingmasterminds.net, uh, because we just launched a new online course. It's actually a 20 week course where we go through in depth detail on exactly how to do a perfect vision dinner. We actually called the course the perfect vision dinner. Yep. It is the perfect vision dinner because we've got over 60 years combined experience doing these dinners. Yep. And like you said, we've tried everything under the sun so that yep. you don't yep. have to. <laughs> right, and we've made mistakes and you can learn from our mistakes. Yeah, definitely check that out. It is a great resource. And one thing that I'm really excited about it is a lot of online courses are basically just video courses. And what makes this course unique is that not only is it a video course, but you have the opportunity to work directly with Jim and I. So it's kind of a mentoring thing, yeah, right? Where absolutely. you watch some videos and you learn, but then we have weekly coaching calls between us and whoever's going through the course. Right. And that's the opportunity for you to be able to meet us, talk to us, ask questions, and learn mm -hmm. more about fundraising. Right, absolutely. And, and the difference between fundraising and fundraising, transformational and transactional, is the, that's part of the philosophical mm -hmm. side of the Perfect Vision Dinner course. And it's the, this course is one of a library of courses of curriculum we're gonna be creating over the next few years. If this is something that's interesting to you and you wanna learn more about what a vision dinner is and why you should do a vision dinner, you know, definitely check out fundraisingmasterminds.net. Uh, we have people going through our course all the time. In fact, we're taking a group right through right now. What's, what's the response of the group that's going through? Well, I can't tell you, Jason. When we started doing this, when we recorded this last summer, we took a week and we recorded over 40 hours of training. I took... 38 years of experience and 2,500 dinners and put every thought, 
every lesson I mm -hmm. learned, I put every philosophy into these videos. And we're really seeing the results of that. Uh, mm -hmm. The response has been overwhelming. We've got videos for every session, every topic, every lesson that we have. We've got comments from other individuals who have utilized this mm -hmm. and they've seen success. We share that with those individuals. Yeah, just the ability to be able to, to interact as a community mm. and to interact with Jason and I is yeah. it, it's priceless. People say that's the greatest value that they could get. It's one of my favorite this. calls of the whole week. It is, is being able to talk to nonprofit leaders directly right. and to be able to discuss, you know, what is your mission? What what gets you up in the morning and how can we get you fully funded? So one of our goals for fundraising masterminds um, with the courses that we're doing is we want to share all the collective knowledge that we've gained over the past 60 years. And we want to share it with you, nonprofit leader, so that you can grow in yep. your development experience and do learn all the yep. right things that you should be doing uh, from our mistakes. Uh, and we're going to share with you all kinds of things uh, in this regard uh, on this podcast. So definitely hit the subscribe button if this is something you're interested in and uh, comment and subscribe and do all that great stuff that you know how to do because it, it does help uh, the algorithm get our content out to more people when you do that. Hey, Jason, tell our listeners where they can find this broadcast. Well, if they're listening to the broadcast right now, they obviously found it. Yeah. But if you want to subscribe and get more cool episodes, uh, go to the Fundraising Masterminds YouTube channel mm -hmm. um, and hit subscribe. We're actually videotaping these podcasts. So if you want to see Jim and I have this conversation, you can check that out on YouTube. Um, but if you are on the go, you want to listen to this kind of stuff on the car, your commute to work, uh, we've got podcasts available, just the audio of this broadcast. And so you can find us uh, on Spotify and Apple, wherever podcasts are being broadcast is where we will be. Yep. Uh, so definitely check that out. We also have um, great resources on our website to check out. And um, also we've got the Perfect Vision Dinner course. Uh, I'm really excited about the Perfect Vision Dinner course because we are attempting to get every nonprofit fully funded through the Perfect Vision Dinner course. Yep. And we've actually made the claim, we can get you fully funded in four months or in 20 weeks, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Through the Perfect Vision Dinner course. So right. I would say that if you're a nonprofit, you're struggling with funds, you're struggling with this idea of friend raising, or you just feel like you're stuck, you're in a rut or whatever, you wanna try something new, yep. and this message is resonating with you, um, check out fundraisingmasterminds.net and sign up for the course or, or get yep. in touch with us because we would love to be able to work with you directly yeah. and to be able to hear some of the struggles that you're having and be able to walk you through the process of learning how to think differently about fundraising. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Friendraising versus Fundraising. We are here for you guys. So if you are a nonprofit leader and you want to learn more about biblical practical principles of all things nonprofit, hit that subscribe button on YouTube and check us out on different podcasts so you can listen on your commutes and everywhere because we have a lot of great topics coming down the road just for you. So we'll see you next time.